It's the last podcast of the year. I'm so glad that you're here. Enjoy. Happy New Year. A wonderful day. It's the last day of the year, and we are just absorbing the news of hearing that Betty White had just passed away. And Megan, you were just sharing with us about how you, did you watch the proposal before finding out she was passed or after? After, okay. before completely before oh okay so i had no idea oh wow so you watched the proposal you lit a candle not knowing anything and then boom yeah wow yeah she lived a good life though she lived a good life oh. just, like she made waves like tsunamis of and I just feel like as she got older, she just became more like, I don't give a fuck. That. And I think, I think that's like, that's kind of exciting that that's where we're headed. Yeah, totally. Like, I can't wait till I'm an old, old lady, you know, it's just in my, in my, in my standing in my truth. And not, like today, oh my goodness, so funny. Today I was at the, the SAQ picking up some stuff for this evening. And there was this man, there's a huge lineup and there's this man at the cashier and he's an older man, like he's kind of hunched over and he was just counting change in his hands and all the cashiers were free. There was nobody in front of him. And the cashiers are like, avance, uh, suivant, uh, sir, uh, hello. So <laughs> I put my hand on his back. He was just like, I'm just, I'm just counting. My I'm like, okay. So the girl in front of me was like, we should leave him. I'm like, yeah, we should leave him. So he's just counting his change. And I'm just like, you know what, you're, when you're this old, you can do what the fuck you want. Yeah. That's just the way it is. And it's almost like children, you know, when, when you're this young, yeah, you can have your tantrum in the store. It's okay. Do your thing. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're going to hold space for you. <laughs> yeah. Respect. There's actually respect for those ages, you know, to just do what they need to do. Yeah. You know what Shakespeare calls it? No. Second, second childishness. Hmm. saw his hands saw his teeth saw his eyes saw his taste saw his everything that's in uh, all the world's a stage it's in that speech mm. and the, the all people in their time play many parts the first there's the the baby in the nurse's arms mewling and puking in the nurse's arms and then there's the schoolboy trudging unwillingly to school and then there's the lover you know, making beautiful odes to his mistress's eyebrow. And then there's the, the soldier that's fighting all the time. And then there's the justice that has, you know, plump and he's understands like how things work. And then the pantaloon that you get in, you're getting older and things started to go. And then it's second childishness where like, she's all just gone. <laughs> right back to the beginning. Nice. A little cycle there. I didn't know that. I haven't studied yeah. enough Shakespeare. I just know the classics. I don't know the deep, deep stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness. So tonight, what, do you guys have any plans? Um, I do have plans with Mike, my co-parent. Mm -hmm. um, we're like in a bubble together. So we're going to, I'm going to make jerk chicken and yes. we're going to watch something really silly and maybe play some video games so nice not really going nice. yeah I might go to bed early because I was up at four o'clock this morning and I've been working for the last 11 hours because it was it. it was in me so I'm taking it <laughs> yeah. amazing 
That's fair. Sometimes that is... those early morning wake ups, I've been awake since four too. And yeah. it's really, really lovely. Like in that the peace is a very peaceful time. Yeah. Especially in, in a house with, you know, my husband and my kids. And I hear like the kids quietly sleeping and the dog is following me around the house because that's what she does. And my husband's like snoring away. <laughs> but then I just like, sometimes I'm lying in bed and I'm like, do I get up? Do I try to go back to sleep? I think I'm going to get up. So this morning I got up, I went downstairs, I'm hanging out a little bit. I read a little bit of my book and I watched the news and then I fell asleep again on the couch. <laughs> oh, okay. That, that time in the morning, I remember one of my teachers telling me a long time ago that waking up around that time at 3.30 to what, 4.35 in the morning, it's like a time where around the world, there's just like peacefulness. A lot of like monks and nuns and stuff, they pray and they do their meditation. I know in the Muslim yeah. tradition, like 5.30, you wake up and you say, Allah, Akbar, you know, and it's like, it's such a beautiful time just to have someone, that. Yeah. Someone yeah. told me it's a time of spiritual awakening. Mm. Yeah, there's a collective unconscious that happens and yeah. for a lot of people who are sleeping it's when they're going deep into their REM sleep yeah. so that's when a lot of dreams happen so whether you're awake or dreaming you're still kind of connected to the same vibration yeah mm. yeah it's super powerful yeah. I love that I love that I slept in this morning we were up Good. we were up really late and then we went I went to bed late on top of it and uh but now I'm like super stoked for tonight because Sparrow's going to have his first time in the studio with his tap shoes. So I will exciting. definitely be posting a video about that later on. Uh, yeah. Please <laughs> yeah. do the world a favor. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Make us feel better about Betty White with Sparrow's <laughs> little tap dancing. Oh my goodness. I know. And you know what? It was, you know, I feel like just the end of the year that kind of just wrapped it up like that. I feel like that's, it happens every year where there's like right towards the end somebody famous mm. or you know meaningful just passes and you're just like wow okay was it interesting in my family growing up because my mom's father uh, my grandmother's first husband passed away on new year's eve when he was 46 or 44 years old and so in my family new year's was like a bit of a celebration of life every year to honor him, you know, it was, and he was at a new year's party. Mm. You know? So that's when, you know, he was celebrating, I mean, and, you yeah. know, living life. So I totally know what you mean that it's almost, there's something normal about endings happening today. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like, and there's so much, so much to look forward to as well and i'm just like i'm super excited that we're doing this and i'm super excited that we're bringing this into the new year and we have so much to look forward to i'm really excited about just people getting to know us more what we stand for and for me like my voice i feel is just getting sharper like there's so many things that i was afraid to talk about and now i feel so much more comfortable just to share my point of view so i'm like, yeah looking really really forward to that yeah, it's it's so exciting. I'm I'm thinking, especially like along the lines of sorry to go back to the the Betty White thing, mm -hmm. but the um the the and and it's true, like the fact that it's like the last day of the year that this is the news that hits the world, and I I I can feel like the world is sad about this, you know. But the same thing happened in 2016 when um, Princess Leia died and her mom. 
like within a week of each other yeah Harry Fisher that's what it is within a week of each other and the very last one was December 31st I think it was that Carrie Fisher herself had died or one of the two but that was like a huge like uh, on top of the harsh year that was 2016 mm-hmm. um and all of those those big deaths you know like big de- I mean especially in our personal lives but um in the in the world too in the in the community of of celebrities I guess you could say um that that was like of course we woke up on New Year's Eve in 2016 and went well there's another one by 2016 you can go now (laughs) so I'm kind of feeling as 2021 was I mean I think it's hard to say I think 2016 was the one year I could say like this was a this was a hard year like in so many ways and I know a lot of people felt that about 2020 but um for 2020 itself I felt like it was it was the the universe was telling everybody just stop 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 it because no this is not working we have to mm, back up we have to stay home we have to you know um and then 2021 at in 20 uh in in new year's day in 2021 i saw steve showed me um just an image of like you know 2020 and then 2021 2022 2023 and they're like it's a whole decade of 2020 (laughs) (laughs) which I thought was really funny and um and so it's it's been interesting like I know that moving forward things are gonna get intense but also like really intentional because we simply don't have time we just don't have time we have time but we don't have time to waste and and part of that being of in in like in that intentional headspace there's a lot more gratitude and there's a lot more mindfulness and there's a lot more connection and and that's what I'm really I keep looking forward to more of that because there was a lot of that in 2020 right like I think all three of us had a lot of um intentions in the last year or clarifying or prioritizing maybe is a better word like there is no time like now this is what I'm experiencing and this is what I need maybe we can share like what are some of like the big changes that happened for us this year or the ways that like we kind of laser focused intentions in the last year I'm totally down for that. Totally down for that. Do you want to start as well? Sure. Um, Yeah, I think there's been like three areas of my life in which that happened. Um, One of them was like kind of romantically. Like I stopped kind of sitting on my couch and waiting for the universe to like bring someone to me. And I just more actively opened. myself up to like dating and meeting somebody and um it really manifested you know because I just was like this is important for me like the world has changed and before I used to get my needs met by going out and dancing and doing these social things but now it's like we're more homebodies so I've had to push myself to find you know, and I'm polyamorous. So like I have different people to meet that need. And I just like, I went and got it, you know what I mean? Which felt really great. 
Um, my health was another really big intention this year. Like I did a lot for my health and I faced a lot of scary challenges with my health, like going and getting things checked out that didn't feel like they were right. So like between my IBS and the kidney stones that was behind it, or, you know, the mole on my back and the melanoma, it was just like, okay, I've been doing all of the things now to be healthy and I have to embrace the medical system. It's a bit of a leap of faith, you know? And um, the other one is professionally, right? Like deciding to leave my job, deciding that this burnout pattern, this unsustainable, um, it's almost like a misalignment with like what I'm giving and what I'm receiving and deciding kind of firmly to end that has opened me up to like the project that we're doing together. And yeah, it's just that really clear intention of like, this is what I need. So yeah, those were some of my laser focused intentions this year. What about you, um, Lorraine? Sorry about that. I didn't realize I had to unmute. Yeah, that's so good. And it's left. Yeah, the intentions this year. Well, first of all, just like I just feel this whole year was just this pathway towards where we to get where we are right now. Like it, it did narrow down. I, I was able to focus. Like when my relationship ended in the spring, that significantly changed my life. It really forced me to look inside and work on my authenticity. Because I was till before before this relationship, I was a huge people pleaser. I always wanted to make sure that people were cared for, taken care of, that their needs were met, and I put my needs to the last, last, last place. So when my relationship pretty much exploded this spring, um, I said, "Forget this, man. I want to do what's right for me." And I started taking these course, these uh, doing these events on authentic relating and practice speaking. So for me, that was awesome. Just getting to look, to love myself and to love my voice and to love for what I stand for. And then it brought me closer to the both of you. And now we're working on this project. So I just feel this was one major um, breakthrough for me this year, speaking my mind and not allowing anyone to abuse me anymore. Um, another great intention was, I guess, now that I kind of have a focus on myself and what I want to do, I really want to get this book out and write down the information that I've been just holding for so long and even possibly sharing my story. It's, it's just the amount of psychological abuse that I've gone through and not even being aware of it until now makes me feel like how many other people are going through this and how many other people have been subjected to this? So that's something that I want. I have an intention of writing, writing stuff down. And I guess the last thing uh, for the next year, my intention, yeah, would be health as well too. Getting in better shape, working on my endurance, um, and just, yeah, getting in better shape. I have some, uh, some surgeries that I have to face uh, next year. And I do have to get in shape for that. So that's something that I, I have been, want to be more intentional. And getting back into the dance studio is something that I'm really excited about too, bringing Sparrow there tonight. Um, and just getting back into moving and feeling my body again. That's something that I'm excited about for the new year. So 
thanks for starting that and so it's just talking about it makes me feel more confident mm-hmm. yeah. you're lighting up it's beautiful. yeah yeah make again you go um well, the first half of the year was very much just at home slash at Anne's place because I was the one person that she would see during the curfew. And that was really, that was really wonderful to, to spend that time um, together. And, but I, I realized about halfway, almost halfway through the year that like my, the pattern that I had been in pre-COVID was not happening. And I thought that I could kind of bring things back and everything would be fine. And and then I realized the hard way that it wasn't, it wasn't going to happen. Um, and, but at the same time, like what I really, I feel like what I really embraced this year was my, my gut, my instinct, um, which I'm, I'm really, really proud of myself for that. Um, because, because I have, I have ignored it for a long time. And, and there were things, even as a child, I remember thinking like, putting two and two together and be like, okay, well, this is what's going to happen because this is what, this is exactly what makes sense. And it turned out it was true, you know, and I was right. And that felt really good. Um, validating too, that like, I do know what's going on. Um, and so, um, just kind of throwing myself into the doula training was really just life-changing. I remember, um, the first break in that first day of that first training session, and the first break came and I, I called, I called my father-in-law cause I really wanted to share this moment with him where I just felt like I figured it out. I am meant, I am meant for this. And to feel so like, it's just so right. Felt really good. And, and Lorraine too, I feel like with you, I've really followed my gut, which was, I would see your posts on Facebook in January. And I was like, you know and like just a little check-in and then it turned out that like the three of us came together in this beautiful way and we created this this just this relationship this friendship which is really really lovely and I remember at one point Lorraine like you almost pulled away you know and went to go hide and I was like my gut is telling me that I need to chase her so I'm going to chase her a little bit and gently say come back out and play please and I'm I'm so glad I did that because I feel like if I hadn't done that, you would have just, we would have separated, you know? Totally, and totally. I would have went right back into an old pattern and you just, you did snatch me out of it. Like I was, I was retreating. I was yeah. totally afraid. And, and I was like, I don't that. even know you. And I can tell that you're retreating and I can tell this is a pattern of yours and you're not doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that, that was really amazing. And, and the summer was, was hard with the transition of, of work and stuff. And then not knowing if I'd have work as a doula because of this idea that parents are handed a baby and they have to just go do it all and don't mess it up. So parents feel like asking for help is them acknowledging that they've messed it up and they can't do that. So that's a really hard kind of transitional place. But then I got accepted onto the mother with doula team, which was, I, I just like so much crying <laughs> because I, I finally felt like I was, um, like my time was worth something for the first time in a while. I really believed, I still have tears in my eyes. I really believed that my time was actually worth something. And that felt 
really, really good. That was just a beautiful validating experience. And even still to think like, I'm not going to do things for free. And even as a massage therapist, which I'm still sort of throwing it in there, I'm not doing massages for free. It's not happening. And, and I've done too many of them just because I want to people please. I want to heal. I want to, you know, help people feel better. And we can totally do that. I can do a five minute, whatever, but if you want the full hour, like you want my service, then we're gonna, I'm gonna ask you for something. I'm gonna ask you for something. And that feels really good to feel validated in that. And um, my children going off to school again was really, um, really amazing because they have somewhere to go every day and they'd come home every day and they would tell me about their day and I'd walk over to the bus and I'd come home and I could have time alone in my house or I could go off and work and not worry that they're just going to watch TV or they're going to not be entertained enough. And, and also the other really good thing that happened this year is, is some really nice healing that's happened in, in relationships in my life. And uh, I've gotten to spend a lot more time with my niece who's coming into my room to come see me. What do you want, Kira? You're coming to show me your bear? So I got to spend some really beautiful time with this little friend. Come. Say hello. Hi, Kira. Oh, Kira, you gotta go pee, go pee. Go pee, please, go to the bathroom. Oh, careful. Step up, step up, okay. <laughs> I love what you just said about um, asking for help and offering help to people and knowing that you're worth. And I feel like that's something that ties us all together because we are all understanding our worth now and understanding that we have so much to offer our listeners to yeah. our clients, parents, future or past. We have a wealth of knowledge and there's so much more to learn. And like for me now, especially just having a biracial child, I realize I just opened a whole new avenue that I've never explored before. Like it's a different type of way. Yeah. So yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm so excited to be able to, to, to continue to help people, but at the same time, know our value, know our worth, you know? So, so amazing. Oh my goodness. So, um, jerk chicken and Celeste, I'm salivating ever since you said that. <laughs> I make a mean jerk chicken, Lorraine. <laughs> I'll definitely make it for you sometime. I'll make it, I'll make a less spicy one for Sparrow because it's a bit too spicy for okay. a little guy. Yeah, I can <laughs> understand that. Well, I grew up on jerk chicken. So like my parents are old school Jamaican, you know? So yeah. <laughs> it's funny because like, the way a lot of people make it now, obviously, because in North America, it's different. Like, but the traditional way of doing it is you actually dig a pit into the ground. It's an all-day experience to make jerk anything. And you put coals in and banana leaves and kind of make the steam and you put it and the meat gets all juicy. And then eventually you add more and it gets hotter and it, you start to, oh, so good. It's so good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, I miss barbecuing, but it's a little yeah. bit of yeah, a January yeah. day, so I'm oh, going to yeah. use my cast iron, oh, but that, <laughs> maybe we can go camping sometime though. And like, yeah, yeah I'm not much of a camping girl, but, <laughs> camping is good, but honestly, like 
camping yeah 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 I'm like that's actually one of the things I was so happy about when I ex and I, my ex and I separated I was like oh my god thank I don't have to go camping yay <laughs> it's just not in me I'm glad that he'll take our child sparrow camping eventually but it's just I don't like waking up when it's cold I hate that feeling of dewy ground coldness but I don't mm -hmm. mind waking up in a chalet to with heat well, and Megan and I, in the last few years, we found a really great spot that's like a 45 minute drive from Montreal. Mm. So she has brought her children for like daytime activities. It's dog friendly. There's a lake and then brings them home to sleep because camping with children. I mean, it can be fun for children, but it's it's an extra labor for parents yeah. for sure. And having the option to do the daytime activities and then go home to your own bed, I totally get yeah. the appeal for non-camper types. Also, you know, like bathrooms and being outdoors. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. I'm definitely a camper though. And Layla as well. Yes. She keeps the raccoons away and in the morning we'll go out and we'll like lock eyes while we like have a morning squat. <laughs> We're very much in our element. Nice. Oh, that's nice. That is so nice. Oh, I can't wait to start swimming again too. That, yeah. that time that we went swimming in the summertime at Nat's place. That was so much fun. Mm -hmm. That was fun. So refreshing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. One so of the activities that we're allowed to do this winter is ice skating. So you can reserve a spot online that you're allowed to, like through your library card. Right, right, right. And what I guess sledding too. I'm assuming sledding and snowshoeing. You were saying snowshoeing was something yeah. you like to do. I like snowshoeing. Yeah. Yeah. That's all allowed to outdoor stuff. Okay. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, that's a good way for me to increase my endurance because like ever since, because I had a baby in 2020, 2020, yeah, baby in 2020, and then I haven't been training. Like I just started getting back slowly now. So my endurance is like, yeah. Well, so my goal is to be able to run like 30 minutes by the summer. That's kind of like my little, that's, a, that's all I need to do. I mean, 30 minutes is enough running. I mean, after that, it's like, take a bus. Like after 15 <laughs> minutes, after 15 minutes, your system does what it needs to do. So I used to start with five minutes and then 10 minutes. And I was like, I succeeded for the day. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Yeah, so I guess Megan is gone to deal with Kara and her um, kids. Yeah. Children's yeah the potty stuff so um I'm just thinking that um was there anything that we wanted else to say I mean I didn't know if we wanted to talk about like what our hopes are for next year we talked to, but but we don't have to I mean I think we, it would be a great way to end things off if we wanted to talk about what are some of the things that we want to bring to the table and some of the and maybe even asking our listeners I think it would be great asking our listeners what do you want us to talk about what do you want us what do you want to hear about? I think it would be really awesome if you could send us an email at the star parent podcast at gmail.com. It's the star parent podcast at gmail.com. Any questions or concerns or ideas that you want to share with us, please reach out to us. We're also on Instagram. You can find us the star parent and feel free to send us an, a message there as well. We're so open to ideas and feedback. Megan, we are just deciding that we were thinking about telling our listeners what we hope to share in the new year. What are, I guess, our intentions as well. Yay!
for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Our, our intentions for the podcast. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. So I guess I'll, I'll go first because I'm super stoked to talk more about black issues like black parenting also like biracial uh, families I'm uh, I definitely bring to the table my spiritual my spiritualness and um, also my keenness and curiosity to understand more about what other people are doing what other parents are doing and just like just expanding my my uh, my I guess my knowledge and how people raise their children and and then bringing to the table child development I think it's really important to focus on the basics, you know, what children are going through biologically and psychologically and emotionally and highlighting those things just to remind parents and themselves where they're at. Like, I mean, a 20-year-old parenting is very different than a 40-year-old parenting. And that has nothing to do with knowledge. It just has to do with life experience and your, your, your biological makeup. So mm-hmm. talking about that and, you know, in, engaging more grandparents having that conversation with people about what they did when they were younger and, and things that they would do differently now. I'm really, really mm-hmm. excited about that. And then offering support for parents. That's something that I want to bring to the table and using the Enneagrams for people to understand their own personality and being okay with that so that they can hone their own craft of being an awesome parent. Yeah. Beautiful. And Celeste, what's your intention for the Start Parent Podcast? Um, I'm very excited about learning specifically how to create a workshop or a program class. I've been doing it for so long intuitively, and I'm excited to do it more intentionally. I'm definitely interested in exploring topics around like non-traditional parenting, whether that's co-parenting because two people are single and friends or they're queer or, you know, just all of the different variations that exist nowadays, single moms, um, single dads, single parents, you know, and also like as somebody who is queer and really non-traditional in the way I live my life, it, it, I'm learning about it, being in it, but also want to offer support um, and resources because there's not a ton out there. Um, I'm really interested in finding ways of making mental health resources and trauma support available and accessible in a different and new and fresh way because traditional therapy is... It's very expensive. It's a one-to-one ratio, which creates a lot of burnout. The systems are not set up for it. So I'm really curious as to how um, more people can be helped for less, you know, out of their pocket and just like an abundance of, of support in that area. We all need to, we kind of all have a certain number of our hierarchy of needs met And I think collectively where we are right now is around our emotional and psychic and mental spaces. That's where we need, those are where our needs are the greatest. So I'm excited to figure out what people need and what's the best vehicle to get them um, that. And I'm really excited for 2022 to step more into being a parent, you know, and and having that come into my life in various ways. So, cause I think that will, I've been helping parents and children 
actively since I was like 12 years old. Um, you know, but I, I'm very curious to what the experience will be like with more bias and being inside of it. Amazing. Yeah, Megan. Um, intentions with the podcast. I mean, I keep, I keep thinking like, do I have specific things, but I, I don't really like, I love what you both are saying. And I think that's so important. And I'm really looking forward to those. So I'm like, I can't put those on my list because I'm just going <laughs> to be repeating both of you. But I think um, the word that keeps coming to my head is connection. Connection. To create a space where people can come and connect. And that we can connect with our future client families. That we can continue to connect with each other. That we can connect with this technology and, and reach people that we wouldn't have been able to reach if it was just, if we didn't have the technology that we have. And um, to create a space that is just a sigh of relief, you know? Oh, there's a new podcast coming out this week. I can't wait to listen to it, you know? Um, and to, to just keep learning with everyone um, as opposed to, because like I, I definitely don't want to be saying, well, this is what you need to do and this is what you need to do. And da, 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 da. It's like, what do you think you need to do? And maybe I'll change how I feel about what I need to do because depending on what your answer is, because you'll make me think in a different way. So I want to keep um, keep on this path of, of the growth, of the healing um, and encouraging everyone to do the same to do the repair, take the second, go back, say, hey, whoa, I lost it there for a second, kiddos. Sorry, Let's. here's what I'm gonna do next time to make it better, mm-hmm. no? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's that's a huge part of, um, of just interaction that, that people don't necessarily have. They think about the guilt of, of doing something that could be considered wrong or mean or whatever, there's the guilt and then there's the we're going to move forward we're never going to talk about this again Mm -hmm. but that's what is the toxicity of this world that's what's creating the trauma that's what's messing up a lot of poor children because they don't have a moment to be like hey wait a minute I lost my crap an hour ago and I got yelled at now you lost yours and I can't be upset with you like Mm -hmm. wait a minute Mm -hmm. you know um and, and to keep learning, like, Lorraine, I can't, I can't wait to hear more about Black parenting. Mm-hmm. And I want to bring some of that into, you know, my own, my own life. Um, I've said from the moment my children were born is that, like, I only recently found out that there is a talk that Black parents have to have with their Black children about walking down the street and keeping their hoodies on and hands in their pockets and stuff. And that, that boggled my mind. And I said to myself, my children are going to have that same talk mm-hmm. because we have to, because we are all one human being together in connection and we can't be severing those connections unless the connections are like super, super toxic, then by all means go for it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, but to continue on that um, journey. And I feel like doing this podcast and being able to talk with 
with authors and artists and parents and and all of these amazing people that you already have had and I'm super excited to throw my own names into there you know and to do interviews and and to introduce both of you to different people that you wouldn't have necessarily met if it wasn't for my yeah, connection you know absolutely so definitely connection growth healing like that's my intention with the podcast for sure mm -hmm. that's so good that connection ties right back to what Lorraine is saying. And what I want to is I want to know what people's questions are. Like, I think we all have expertise and experience, but we don't want a hierarchy of being an expert. Like we want our audience to guide us. What do they want support with? What are they curious about? What do they want conversations around? Yeah. And, and then we learn together and we'll open up these conversations because parents are really open to advice when it's sought, you know, versus shoving something down somebody's yeah. throat. And I think we all connect so much in that way. And we all want to expand in that way. And it's really exciting how that will happen. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was, I was so proud of my doula business card that I made. It was just like a business assignment. I'm not necessarily giving these cards out to people because people won't call with business card anymore, but it said, I, I put, you know, becoming a parent is, is, one of those things in life that comes with the least amount of information and the most amount of advice. So I'm here to help you mitigate it all and see, okay. and to amplify the lessons, amplify the intuition and amplify the love. And, and that's, I, I was so, so happy when I thought of that. And I think that's very, you know, conducive to what we're doing here too. Like when I started teaching, I taught theater a while ago to children and stuff. And my partner and I, we would always sit down on the first day of theater class, no matter what age group, no matter what time of year. And we did this, we taught this class for six years together. And, um, and we'd always sit down and say, hello, my name is Megan, this is Charlie. This is a little bit about us and our experience. Tell us, now we're gonna go around the circle, tell us your name and what you wanna learn. Tell us why you're here. And then we would base our curriculum off what the kids wanted to learn. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that made it so, they're like, what? You're not just going to force stuff down our throats. Nope. We're going to work together because it's a lot easier to teach when it wants to be learned. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's exactly how I work with my parents. It's like, I want to know where, what areas do you want to, what areas do you want to work on? Because it's like, we all have stuff we have to work on, but are yeah. we ready to work on those areas? When you're ready, that's when you should do the work, right? So yeah. that's what I want to attract. I want to attract parents who are ready. Are you ready to shine? Because I know you want to. We're here to help you. It's yeah, and like and also help us shine too, because like I'm starting all over again. My oldest is 30, my youngest is 18 months. I don't know. This is a whole new child. I don't know their feet. I'm just getting into it. <laughs> I love Lorraine. I love you so much as a parent because you're literally at the, you have the two opposite ends of the parenting yes. time. Like you had one really young yeah. and then you had one in your forties yeah, and you're exactly. like, well, we can do this. Exactly. exactly. And then I love the fact that Ansel is trying to get pregnant now too. And you're like mid thirties mom. So that's like, that's a whole nother thing too, because when you get into that first mom mode, it's you know Megan it's a doggy dog out where there's first time moms are not so kind sometimes like they're 
they're so stressed yeah. out and so judgmental at times. It's like, whoa, whoa, you know, and like it, it, it it's a journey to get out of that. Really? I, yeah. Please call me on my shit when it comes up, you know, and also like, let me get my sea legs when it comes to like my sister always says to me, she has three kids. She's like, I'm excited for you to be a mom because you need to get mad. Sometimes you need to stand up for yourself. You need to put people in their place. You've never been comfortable doing that. And being a mom is going to help you learn how to kind of assert yourself in the world. <laughs> so I hope I can do that, but also maintain all of my friendships and my kindness. <laughs> yes. You are going to be such a fantastic mom because you already are. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I don't know if- dad too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. You're going to be such a fantastic parent. In my like, you know, in my queerness, it's like yeah. the dad parts of me are like already there. you know um yeah and thank you both like yeah please call me on it though (laughs) like and and also call us on it and and which I'm really glad like there are moments where you have and been like hey I'm not there yet back off guys (laughs) we're like okay yeah sorry sorry you know just because we're so excited for this prospect and we're like come on but um I know but there's something like I don't know Lorraine I don't know if you know but um I call Anne my my children's spirit mother oh I didn't know that no yeah because because she's just she's just that's that's like the best way Mm -hmm. to describe her (laughs) when especially when it comes to children like and it's really really wonderful to see like she took Lydia out for her birthday and mm. and it was so nice of like she's seven now like you can totally take her for a day and have fun together and Lydia was like on it and and recognize like this is a big girl thing that I get yeah. to do with Anna this yeah. is very yeah. exciting and she was just she was great right she yeah. was well behaved so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> about that yesterday actually oh, I was nice. yeah yeah I feel that way about Jackie I feel like because Jackie's mm. been caring for Sparrow since he was like two oh months. yeah She's like his second mom. She's she's, yeah. she's amazing with him. I think everybody yeah. needs that. Everybody needs help with care. You can't do it alone. There's no way. And sometimes being like shaking it up, like, you know, sometimes it's when we separate from a partner that we accept help more. Cause yeah. when you're mm-hmm. in a unit, you're like, we have to, the two of us have to have this figured out you know, or to be like, no, man, even if you have help, even if you have grandparents and two parents, you still need, you know, an auntie. Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely. When I help, exactly. When I was with my ex with, um, I was doing everything. So I never had a break. And then he was there, but he wouldn't really help out. And then his mom would be there, but she wasn't really that helpful in the, in the unit form. So now that he's gone, I actually have more help. I have more free time. I have more time to be creative. It's like, I feel way more healthier with him out of my life than he was when he was in. So yeah, like, and and it it came down to me finally accepting help, finally saying I need people to come in or else I'm going to lose my shit. So like you guys came in right away, like I think weeks after the separation and Celeste, you were there, Megan, you came in, watched Spro where I could record podcasts and get stuff done. <laughs> it was great. It was more Lydia and Parker that were doing yeah, the Yeah, Lydia and Parker, that's really. I was like, I'm gonna make sure he doesn't fall down the stairs. That's my job. <laughs> Thank you so much for 
that's huge to go from a place of hyper independence to being vulnerable enough to asking for help. That's like a love that you've given us to trust us to show that side of you and like, and to also feel like I know I can turn to you when I need it as well, you know, and that's, yeah, it's a beautiful part of vulnerability and those kind of risks and discomforts at the beginning create deep intimacy and friendships. Mm. So I'm really glad that you do ask for help and that we all do. You know, I've asked for help too this year and I know it's uncomfortable. It's like, I can just do it myself. And it's like, actually, it's really nice to have people show up for you when you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was even saying to um, my neighbor that uh, she she spent, you know, 21 years in a marriage since she was 18 and then another 10 years. And, and all of these relationships were you know, she basically said, like, I was in a relationship for 31 years, one person and another, and she came out of it with less than nothing, because they they took advantage of her constantly, and she had, she had everything, and everything was taken, and, and now she's, you know, she had her boyfriend and everything, who was being really, really lovely, and, like, taking care of her, and being like, let me get you a new pair of shoes, it's okay, I can buy you a new pair of shoes, it's like, no, 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 you can't, because I need to be able to make it myself, and I'm like, take accept the love because that's love that's what that is he's trying to tell you that he really cares about you and if you are denying him then that's you know that's kind of pushing him away and he's going to feel hurt because he's trying to offer you it's it's love it's all an act of love and to accept the help that's being offered out of love is also an act of love you know, when someone says like, and when you send me money for a massage and I say, I don't know, pay me what you want. Lorraine, same thing. Yeah. Pay me what you want. I appreciate it. But whatever you can afford is what I will take because I love you and I want to be able to do this. And the fact that you pay me what I'm worth, that's an act of love right there. You know, recognizing someone's value and, and expressing it and, and being able to say like, there's so many ways of showing love that is not using that four letter word, you know? And, um, and I think it's, it's just, it's just so beautiful that I think we've all grown in that way this year, that it's okay to ask for help. It's okay to help others. It's okay to need help Mm -hmm. and to say it out loud. Yeah. And it brings you closer. It's that connection. It really does. And I do. So I feel so secure in our connection, Mm -hmm. in our friendship. I feel, I, I haven't felt this way in a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. And, and it's what, really nice yeah. that we we recognize things in each other where we can we can all support each other in supporting each other if that makes sense yeah. you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. like Lorraine will call me have you spoken to Anthony is she okay how's it going I'm like, <laughs> oh, have you spoken to Lorraine Lorraine's okay okay here's what I here's what I'm figuring out about this you know what I mean and I know that we all have these conversations among the three of us between two and two and two and I think that that's just so awesome because we're teaching each other how to love each other better yeah. and how to support each other more. Mm-hmm. And by doing that with the three of us, we're doing it without even realizing it. We're doing in our circles and our circles as they go wider, we're doing it to all the people in our lives mm-hmm. yeah. and teaching them too. Like, yeah, it's okay. This reminds me, this moment reminds me of the, the three of cups in yeah. tarot with the, the three women holding up their cups and yeah. it's like, they're just dancing and it's like flowy. It just reminds mm-hmm. me of that cheer. 
Oh, well, yeah. Cheer. I'm mindful that someone's got to get to the tap yes. studio. Sparrow's yes. going to be getting up soon. Well, he's still sleeping. I'm actually going to let him sleep because I don't want to, like, I know I'm super excited about getting to the studio, but I know <laughs> when I have this energy, I, I'm, t- it's too intense. So, yeah, that's fair. so thankfully my, my neighbor's just like, whenever he's up, just text me and I'll come downstairs and open the door. So I'm like, okay, I'm just going to let him be, but yeah, I'm glad that we're my- have tap shoes do you I didn't, do you really I have my own tap shoes okay so birthday <laughs> plans because my birthday's coming up we're gonna have to have a yeah. dance party and even if it's in my living room <laughs> we're bringing a tap shoe party right and we're gonna get you some tap shoes I'm down I'm super down what's yeah. on your feet uh I'm like a nine oh, nine and a half I have a pair of catch tap shoes that are nine or it's actually size 10 but they're too small for me so okay. Nice you. So yes. Awesome. All right, we can do this. <laughs> awesome. I'm down for the help. I'm open to that. Sure. Yay! Yes. We will help you make noise with your feet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I love dancing, learning. Ooh, yeah, I so think good. I think a goal for the three of us this year is to get together. I don't know if it would be too much, but if we do like once a month, and it's a dance party. Mm-hmm. Some movement so yeah. and it's not just like we'll talk about it and then we'll end up sitting down and just chatting no 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 <laughs> like we did at Anne's place and we're like someone's got to get up and start the moves <laughs> and then it got everybody up and we I really want to do more good of that. for our like I feel like the last quarter of the year we had a beautiful dance party in my yard in August we had that wonderful walk um yeah. oh we did Correct. apple picking in September yeah, yeah. Okay. We did the walk for Fred in October. Yeah. yeah. We did Halloween. Halloween. Then we had like a barbecue in your yard. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Yes. We did Christmas in July. Oh, even going back to yeah, July. We did yeah, we did July. July. That was smart, by the way. Very cool. Yeah, I feel like almost yeah. like once a month, like that's a great goal. And then if you, because it's, I've honestly, those have been some of my best yeah. highlights in 2021 yeah. were our group gatherings. Farrell's birthday. Yeah, like, oh my goodness. That's right. birthday, oh my God. Yeah. That was so lovely. I think that was our first one where we were officially like all together. Yeah. yeah. And our little photo shoot. Yeah, yeah. Oh my God. That was so hill. fun. We were basically just laughing our heads off the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Really oh my god I can't not wait I can't wait this is so beautiful this is so beautiful listeners I'm so glad that you get to hear us and be a part of this love that we have to share for ourselves and with you um we we can't tell you how thankful we are for your support and your ongoing like just curiosity into what we have to offer we ask all of our listeners you know what does spiritual parenting mean to you because whatever it is just seek it ask for it and do whatever it takes to make you shine. And we're here to help you with that. Thank you so much for listening.